Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Book Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. We've got loads of stuff to talk about again this week. But uh, before we start talking about it, I suppose I better introduce the Motley crew. So, hello, Alan. You right, Adam? How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? I'm so-so. Too many jobs to do in the house. Too much stuff to do. Same as always, then. Yeah. How was your new year? Good new year? Yeah, it was was all right. It was um, we kept the kids up far too late, and then we sort of sort of dealt with it for the next two days afterwards. Ah, I see. Okay. So, yeah, it was quite good. And, um, oh, go on, go on, you going to say something no, else? What about yourself? Um, yeah, it was good. <coughs> Didn't do a lot at home uh, on uh, uh, on New Year's Eve, but we went to London on New Year's Day. I'll tell you about that in a minute. <coughs> um, was, it was um, good then? It was, it was a good day, yeah, a very good day. Excellent. Really enjoyed myself. So, um, yeah, we had a lovely time. <coughs> um, somebody got a cough in the background. Hello, who's that? Oh, just, oh, oh, I am here then. Hello, Chris. Uh, you're oh, right. Hello. <laughs> Happy New well, Year. Well, you forgot me. No, I've forgotten you. We need... How can we forget you? How, how I don't know. It sounded very much like her. <laughs> Did you have a good New Year? I was DJing. DJing? Yeah, no, I'm not interested. Yeah, bored. Uh, right, money. so it's all about money. It's all about money when it comes to him, isn't it? It's all it's about. Yeah. It's about money, money, money. He's rolling in this. We need to say Happy New Year to everybody else because we haven't spoken to you since 2013, which is about a bit of a weird thing to say, but it's actually very, very true. Uh, we've got some... St- what we got for you today? Um, a little bit later in the show, we've got Steve Dockery joining us. He's going to be talking a little bit about food, and particularly about his experience over at Sana, uh, which is in the Kidani Village area of Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, but before that, we're also going to be bringing you some news. And um, something popped up on Facebook this week that I saw and thought, well, do you know what? Let's share this with people, because there's some stuff in here that people probably don't know. Is it clean? Um, is it what? Is it clean? <laughs> yeah, not compared to the stuff that you watch. Um, it's called <laughs> 33 Things You Probably Didn't Know About Disney Parks. And we're going to see whether or not we can teach you something new about the Disney Parks today. I must admit, uh, there was some stuff in there that I didn't realise was true, and I had to research it to check whether it was. And in fact, yeah, it is true. Um, so, are we doing some news to start off with? Why yeah, not? we'll try some news. We're going to try some news. That makes me sound like we're going to have a problem with the news. That's probably more effort than last time we put in for the news, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, last time's news was, if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, uh, you're too late, basically. <laughs> you right. have to release the show on New Year's Day. Yeah, you've that's missed right. It. Yeah, basically. Right, okay, here is uh, the news and rumours for today. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Uh, 
Okay, so it's our three by three, our little bits of news. So our news headlines are, Alan. The Space Road Table service now open. Uh, The Magic Kingdom is to be Fast Pass Plus only. Groundbreaking event at Animal Kingdom. You just made that sound so much more grand than it actually is. But let's go over to Alan then. Uh, Alan, what's this Sparrow's Road table all about? Right, okay. Following on from the success of the Waterside Dining Experience over in Mexico, the latest addition for Epcot's dining options is the Spice Road table. And it's set on the shores of Morocco, I think. Yes. Um, the food is inspired by fa- flavours of Asia, Northwest Africa and Europe, and it offers meals as tapas. So you're going to have lots of little samples, lots, lots of little bits. dishes. Yeah, always good bits, which which is great when you've got people who want to have a piece of your food as well. That's but not true. so great when it's only a small bit. Well, no, I do I do enjoy tapas because you get you get to taste a lot of different things, don't you? You do, yeah. and suddenly you really long, like one of them, and you've eaten, and you're like, oh, I can't eat the rest of it. And I could just as long as you're not treating it as a, a main meal, you're fine. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so. Obviously, the idea is that you're going to, when you order your meal here, you're going to order lots of little bits and pieces, and yes. you're going to have several plates. And another, another sort of thought process here is that if you're sitting down eating your meal and you've ordered two dishes for yourself, yeah, and you want a bit more, you just order a bit more. And so you're probably going to have the option of almost like graze in there, mm-hmm. which is going to be great for what one of the main draws is of the restaurant that it's right on the sort of the water side front of Epcot. Yeah. So it's something so, to relax and... You're going to relax, that. you're going to have a good time there, and also you're going to have one of the best spots for the fireworks. Yeah. Um, the restaurant itself has got enough room for 80 people inside the restaurant, but outside the seating area is going to hold up to 160 people. So I can imagine that if you've got there too early and you, you realise the fireworks haven't started yet, you're just going to order another tapas, aren't you? Yeah, because the tapas, they, they offer two different ones, and they're, what, $16 each uh, for your three choices on your tapas. Uh, and actually, your, your small plate Mediterranean meals are reasonably priced as well, particularly yeah. at Disney Park. Because so, I, I was wondering it could become expensive, couldn't it? But that doesn't sound too bad. Well, no, so to give you a rough idea, the mussels tangine, $10, spicy garlic shrimps, $10, hummus and imported olives, 10 salted cod croquettes are 10 uh, and then you go down to sort of uh, Moroccan merengues, sausage is 9 fried calamari is the most expensive, about 12 So, yeah, they've got harissa chicken rolls, 8 um, So, yeah, it's a reasonable price, which is pretty good. Lamb slider. Mm. Everyone loves a slider. There's a lamb slider there for nine, yeah. Uh, but the, the two samplers, you got Magada uh, sampler, which is mussels tagine, salted cod croquettes and fried calamari, which is $16, which actually I don't think is a bad price, bearing in mind the calamari oh, really? is no. on its own. Uh, mm. And then you got Tingis Sampler. I have no idea. I probably just butchered some of these. Sounds like, sounds like a disease. Yeah, uh, it probably is. Lamb slider, harissa chicken roll and merengues uh, sausage. But they're actually having a different approach at this restaurant, aren't they, compared to most? A a major change. The fact that it's not on the dining plan. Nope. And you're not able to book ADRs. Nope. Which is something that I sort of like the sound of. Which is, yeah, I quite like the fact that there's a location on the waterfront of which is open to anybody uh, and you can't book ahead, which um, will give people the opportunity when they turn up on the day to try and get that table. Particularly when everything's now going into this sort of pre-booking approach where you're pre-booking your fast passes, you're doing your ADRs, and if you haven't done either of them, you've 
sort of messed up your holiday, really. Yeah, yeah. But this one's making you having to queue up and just sort of wait in line and get the place. The only thing I don't know is, do you know whether Spice Road Table is owned by Disney, whether it's an exterior company again, external company? I'll be honest, I don't know. No, I don't no. know. So one, th- one of the things I can't seem to find out, whether or not it's Disney owned. I'm guessing it probably will be. Yes, yeah, being in the park, I'm, I'm certain that will be. Well, there's a lot of them in the park. Well, no, but I mean, I round Epcot, a sort of, they've yeah. always been... Their own, haven't they? We've got. Um, Was the uh, Mexico one owned by Disney? No, the Mexican one is external. Uh, and Fear Napoli is external as well, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah, I'm sure. Fear I Napoli. never realised that. As is the Italian. Hmm. So we've just proved <laughs> Chris. So, yeah, so let's Rob, face it, the, the, the only one that's owned by them is the patisserie in France. Uh, so what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to change the feature to 34 things you probably didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my um, script says 20 anyway. Oh, there you go. It's, that's wrong. Um, that sounds good, though. I, I might have to try that when we go uh, in, in the summer, which is good. So uh, that is the new restaurant that's open. Uh, talking about the Magic Kingdom, starting in January 14th, uh, the Legacy Fast Pass, as it seems to have now been called. I don't know where this name has come from. Uh, will be discontinued. Is that a new name for old? Yeah, I think so. Legacy Fast Pass. Uh, will be discontinued, and guests staying off-site will be able to make same-day Fast Pass plus reservations from the Magic Kingdom by using the in-park kiosks. As with the Animal Kingdom test, Fast Pass Plus selections and any other changes will only be possible at an in-park kiosk and not using the My Disney Experience app. Resort guests will continue to be able to use the full My Disney Experience to pre-book Fast Pass Plus picks uh, ahead of time at all four parks, and off-site guests will be able to use the old Fast Pass system at Epcot Studios uh, and um, the same day Fast Pass Plus at Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Now, it's interesting. I heard Tom Staggs talking recently that they're going to be overhauling the My Disney Experience app because of the way that it works. Some people aren't happy with some things and they're going to do some changes. So that'd be interesting to see how that develops. But as it says, from January the 13th, the Legacy Fast Pass will not be available at the Magic Kingdom for either on-site or off-site guests. So we're heading there from that point onwards. Then it's going to be it's it. another thing you've got to start thinking about, isn't it? It really like, is as well, yeah. Because um, if I go into my Disney experience now... Um, what it, it kind of plays on your mind because before it was like right theme park tickets I can get them a couple of weeks before that's not a problem I can do that whereas now as soon as I've got my theme park tickets I can enter a code into my Disney experience which then activates my Fast Pass Plus so I can then start booking my Fast Pass Plus tickets and so you need your tickets you need your tickets earlier mm. yeah you need your tickets earlier so on there I can now I've got my, my magic bands designed they're all done so we've chosen the colours for all the family so that's all sorted it'll have our names printed on them we've also uh, made sure that um, we've we've got our reservations all in there as well so they're all linked up to it but the only thing we haven't done is bought our, our theme park tickets and we need to do that and then we can go in and start using FastPass Plus I'm set up now for the dining reservation so I can do that through it as well so everything's going to be in one place but yeah, it, it does kind of play in your mind now. You're like, oh, I need to get my tickets because if I don't, and that time goes or this or whatever, you know. Because yeah. I'm not having not used it before. I don't fully understand whether a lot of fast pass times are going to go suddenly, particularly being the well, summer or what. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, 
Being, um, a, being an off, a fan of being off-site, I can't book it until the day. No. Um, and are all the times going to be gone? I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, someone like Toy Story Mania, <laughs> if you don't get in the park early, is is gone. Yeah, yeah I, I gone by name. I like doubt normally. though yeah. there's going to be enough on-site guests to take up the entire Fast Pass Plus. That's, that's right. Slots. It's not going to happen. It's you know. Um, um, plus, I've been using touring plans uh, a lot, and I've been changing and altering my itinerary depending on what the park days are, uh, the numbers are for park days, and we've pretty much gone to parks on the days when they're quietest. I'm going to, uh, dis- I didn't even know this existed, I'm going to Hollywood Studios on a day when the park crowd is apparently a two. I thought you meant you didn't know Hollywood Studios no. existed. When the crowd's going to be a two. So whether I'm going to need Fast Pass Plus on that day is probably... Well, I probably won't, um, but we'll see. But I want to get that sorted so I can get it set up. See, see, I'm thinking that people are going to see that they, they can book three Fast Passes. Yeah. So they are going to book them and then not use them. Possibly, yeah. And they can change them and things like that. But that's the other thing. Yeah, you get three. That's it. Um, it's not like you can get your full day sorted. So it's only three right. and then you can start doing it. I think Alicia was talking to us a while ago and she was saying that the Fast Pass Pluses, for example, for Epcot, you've got lots of different attractions and some that you would never, ever, ever get a a Fast Pass for. No. Because you'd usually just be walking. Living with the land sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah. true. So you would, you always, say for example, you're going to Hollywood Studios, your Fast Pass Plus would be more than likely Hollywood Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, or Toy Story Mania. Yeah. You're not really going to want any of the three. No, that's true. Maybe Star Tours. But, yeah, you, you, you're limited on what you want to use it on because you're not going to waste it to go and see... I don't mean this in a bad way. Um, One Man's Dream. You're not going to use a Fast no. Pass just to get in there. No. No. It's no, any because, time, really, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see what happens with that as it all starts to pan out. No doubt you'll uh, hear a lot about it online, etc. And we'll, we'll keep you updated with what's going on with regards to that. Um, so breaking news. Is it Isn't really breaking Animal news? Kingdom. You said, you said there was some... Uh, groundbreaking. Gra- groundbreaking. And that's, you, you've misunderstood what I said. Groundbreaking, you said. <laughs> but, but anyway, here we go. After the initial announcement in September 2011 and a handful of concept art images, the official ceremony of the groundbreaking has eventually happened this week for the Avatar Land. It has. Or to give it give its official title, uh, James Cameron's World of Avatar. Is that what they're actually going to entitle it? Is that the full yeah. title? Yeah. Wow. That, that's what it's been referred to from the, the press releases. I mean, we're not going to hear this music anymore. Can't many Mickey. I know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the photos. I mean, they were a little disappointed. They weren't what odd classes groundbreaking photos. They were what odd classes. Some people with spades digging up a flower bed. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> even, it wasn't even real ground. It was stuff they'd actually put there. Yeah, it was sand. Yeah, it, yeah <laughs> like pretty some, much. It's just sand. It's some yeah. sandbags. Um, but of course... It's not going to be open until 2017, so um, it's quite some time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it's, yeah. it's you know, it, this is the new project, isn't it, uh, for, for Disney fans? You know, we all used to sit and we used to take photos and look at what was going on with with Fantasyland, and that's now yeah. open. This is the next one. Who can get the best shot of what's going on inside? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an awkward one there, isn't it? Because yeah. Animal, Animal Kingdom is hard to sort of see stuff, even if you know us there. Yeah, you've not even got an attraction anywhere near it, which you oh. can get on and, and have a look. Maybe top of Everest, you might get something. Yeah, you might you might spot something from some of the water parks. 
Yeah, that that's is possible. true. Yes. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, um, if... But there was some bad news with this, doesn't it? Of course, that means Camp Mini Mickey is now permanently closed. Oh, really? Sad. Um, which oh, I'm somebody who enjoys that area. Um, and of course, the Festival of Lion King is closed. But of course, that is being relocated in Africa. Yeah, so that's fine. I'm, I don't have a problem with that because that's being moved. Um, but I, I, Camp Mini Mickey was never supposed to be there in the first place. Let's be no. honest. We'll come to that later. But um, it was always an area that I just thought was a massive space for what it was used for. So I'm kind. Of, I am pleased. I'm not pleased as Avatar. I'm st- I don't think I'm ever going to be excited about no, it. But no. I am pleased that they're doing something with it. See, I, I, I mean, we always go there on our first day, yeah. and it was. Like, we always head to that area first. You, you see Jasmine first. You get to see your main characters yeah. adjust to the weather. Yeah. Um, and sort of take it easy on that first hour or so. See, it's well, the worst, probably the worst part to try and adjust to the weather too, because apparently it's 10 degrees hotter in the Animal Kingdom than it is in any other park because of the, <laughs> the amount of woodland there is. I suppose that's, that's true, yeah. There's no so, breeze going through it, is no, there? There's a no, fact, uh, that, there, is, there is behind me. It's going to be 34 now. <laughs> been on, 34 that, been facts on that plane for know. nine hours. <laughs> 34 facts you didn't know. That was one of them. There you go. It's getting less and less now. No, yeah, it's gone up. <laughs> just had another one. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, well, we look forward to it. 2017, it's been put back a few times, so um, it's good to see they finally start on that flower bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good that the flower bed's been put <laughs> The only bit that's winding me up about it so much, though, is the fact that it was announced in 2011. Yeah. And... Six was, years in the making. Oh, yeah, 2014 now. Yeah. So they've, they've now dug up a bit of sand. And it's another, what, three years away? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you saw at Universal when they announced the expansion for Harry Potter, that seemed to be like, right, okay, we're going to do some new Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Bang, the next day the hoarding's Sorry. up and they're knocking yeah. stuff down. I mean, that's probably a bigger expansion than this, isn't it? Just joining yeah. the two parts together. Train track in between. Yeah, but I think the train track's not going to be anywhere near as complicated as you think. I think the train track will probably be... Well, it looks like it's a train track that's in the air, and I think you're gonna, not going to be able to see out the train. They're going to have sort of digital images on the... Right, so very, so. Enough words to go through the backstage area yeah, of all the much. rubbish. Yeah, pretty much go through the backstage area to connect the two, but there you go. Just, just like <laughs> the train Animal Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, there's no different. Right, what's going on with refurbs then? Uh, Alan, what's happening over at Walt Disney World? Um, hang on a second, I'll tell you in a second. Right, because you've um, your list up, have you? Right, okay, so we're talking between the dates of the 13th of January and the 27th. Yeah. So we've got, starting on the 21st, we've got a closure for the monorail between the Magic Kingdom. Is that both the, the resort and the express monorails will be yeah. unavailable on weekdays between 11.30 and 7pm. Mm. That's quite a big closure, that. Yeah. That is, are you sure on that? Very quiet season, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's planning to be sort of back up and running towards the end of March. They are going to be having buses running, regular buses. So, all oh, right, okay, so yeah, so that ferry won't be yeah. crammed and people hanging over the edge. Yeah, it's not like walk. <laughs> you can walk, just walk, follow the signs. It's fine. Yeah, so I'm assuming this is to do with DVCs and uh, a lot to do with Grand Floridian. Yeah, Grand yeah. Floridian DVC and that sort of stuff. Will the Polynesian works be affecting it? Do yes, you think? I would think so. Or something along those lines will be. So, um, lots of work going on there. We've got um, Splash Mountains closed from the 2nd of January, gone. Um, back open in March. Yeah, um, the, hopefully, they'll get the fountains working again. Well, yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Maybe. Um, Celebrate a Dream Come True parade has now ended. It's run at the Magic Kingdom. That um, ended on the 4th of January. Well, we're looking forward to whatever's coming next. 
Well, so are they, are they running without a parade at the moment, then? Yeah, they will be now, yeah. Uh, until the new one opens. Springtime, Springtime yeah. It's definitely going to be open. That'd be a disappointment there. if you go over one it. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, unless you obviously knew that it wasn't going to happen. But if you weren't aware and you turned up there wasn't a three o'clock parade. It, uh, it is a bit of... It's a fact number 35 that you didn't know, or yeah. 36. Um, what time's the new three o'clock parade starting? Uh, not three o'clock. Two forty-five. There you go. Hmm. Why? Why? Why the change? Does anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Festival of Fantasy Parade. That's the new one, isn't it? Because it's yeah. going to take fifteen minutes longer. They're walking slower. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's what time does the three o'clock parade finish? That's true. Ah, maybe no. right. Anyway, Hollywood Studios. There's nothing closed there. Animal Kingdom, as we've mentioned, Festival of the Lion King is going to be closed already, and it's going to be closed for six months. Um, back open in six months whatever that month is um, <laughs> Camp Mini Mickey is now gone you know it's closed you are not going to be able to go and meet and greet those characters there there will be other places for you to see them um, I've already said that one Downtown Disney parking lots what's happening over there oh well let's guess I think HIJK might just be closed in preparation for a new multi-story I've heard that they are doing that are they? yes yeah. Yeah. oh that's good but I think you've got something wrong here, Alan, because you've got both the water parts closed. No, you said that last time. Yeah, no. Time for Lagoon's Oh, open. yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> Blizzard Beach is currently closed. Forget that. Yeah, we've got Blizzard Beach closed for its annual refurb. I don't know when that opens up again. That's soonish. Yeah, it's not going to be too long. Heading over to Disneyland Paris, then. Chris, do you want to do it or should I do it? I'll do it. Go on, you do it. Indiana Jones, the Temple of the Peril, is closed from the 7th to the 31st of January. Captain EO is closed from the uh, 13th to the 15th, the 20th to the 22nd. Casey Jr., the little petty train did the circus something, is closed the 6th to the 31st of January. Let's play the, the Confines Fens, <laughs> oh, some, some place, is closed from the 6th to the 31st. <laughs> It's a Small World. It's closed from the 13th to the 16th. Over at the studios there, Armageddon, Les Effects Spectacular. It's closed from the 13th to the 15th. Just the 20th to the 22nd of January. Anime Jake. I know that one, you see. It's closed from the 13th to the 24th. And the Tram Court Tour is closed from Forever. the 6th to the 31st. One day, I'm going to say that, and I'm going to be right. Well, it's going to be closed forever. The Tram no. Tour... Oh, I like that. It's rubbish. Well, it's got all the all the, the sort of the scenes I mean, and all the props all the from the films, like I mean, um, Dinotopia. They, they got the Hulk Hogan one there. Is that there? No. No, is that America? That's America. No, Disneyland. Yeah. Something like that. World. Right, that's I'm going to get slated on Facebook yeah, now. we're in serious bother. Right, that <laughs> is all of the news uh, from us. We will return in a moment where we're going to talk about 33 things you might not know about the Disney parks. We shall return in a second. When this works. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumours? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com your number one source for the magical world of Disney. With every sun that comes up, comes the question, where to go to go out on this town? Downtown Disney. It's like hitting the hot spots of every happening city on the planet. 
restaurants you've read about, shops you've dreamed about, clubs that cut your curiosity loose. Downtown Disney, in a city of choices, the metropolis of fun. This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. I still love the fact we got Bill Farmer on. That's cool. I've got a question from the adverts. Go on. If I was looking for a club that would cut my curiosity loose, yeah. where would I go? Where would you go? <laughs> You'd go to the, the shell Pins. that was Pleasure Island. <laughs> Depends what club you're into, Alan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some of them cut you loose at the end of the night. Um, I thought, <laughs> as we're going to be doing um, rare facts of, um, like, from Disney, I'd, put, I'd play some rare music. Look at that. Swiss family I like Calypso. it. What is it? Swiss family Calypso. Oh, Bingo is a beautiful tropic island where the there you people go. are happy. So, we've got some random music. So, well, let's just explain. Uh, on Facebook this past week or so, um, somebody put something up from a website called BuzzFeed.com, which was 33 things you probably didn't know about Disney parks. And we looked at them and went, they're really cool. I quite like them. Um, so, we thought we'd bring them to you because there's someone there that you probably know really well and there's some in there that you probably didn't even realise and there's some in there that you probably thought oh that's a very good point I've never noticed that before um, so let's start from number one uh, number one fact is this there are tunnels under Disney World that allow employees and cast members to move between the different areas I think we all knew this didn't we yeah I've been under them Utilidors have you been under those Alan yeah. I've not been under the Utilidors Utilidors oh, uh, they're kind of weird it's completely different from what you expect, yeah. isn't it? It's weird but brilliant at the same time. You know, seeing everybody go... It, you know, it, what's kind of weird about it is the fact that they're just basically taking you to their place of work and going, look at these people doing their job. Look. Yeah. And I love the fact that people drive around I mean, yeah, in cars yellow and cars, yeah. Um, it's like, look, these people are doing jobs. Look, look at them doing their jobs. Look. Um, and that's literally all it is. You know, people cycle around them. They they go around them in little electric vehicles, and they've got like painting on the on the walls and stuff that tell you which direction to go into to to Fantasyland or Tomorrowland and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's quite an impressive thing. And all of a sudden, there's this noise above you that sounds like the world's about to end, and it's the evac system uh, sucking up more ele- uh, more rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah, and taking it out of the park. Um, it's a fascinating place. Uh, but it's one that probably people knew. So they probably knew about the utilities. Alex, um, there's actually a picture on, on, on this website which shows the, the map. It does, yeah. Where the tunnels are, and one goes straight up under the castle, straight out the back into Fantasyland. That's right, there is. Main yeah. Street. And under there, um, if you actually look at there's a, a book out um, called The Unofficial Guide to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Unofficial Guide to Walt Disney World, which is... I. I wrote years ago which just talks about the utilidors and about the different areas and actually in there as well they've got um a cast member cafeteria they've got a, a, a hairdressers they've got um the basically the original room for all the animatronics so kind of all the server room and everything's down there as well it's amazing honestly in a really amazing place it really is yeah yeah it is uh number two do you want to do number two alan um yeah none of the shops in Walt disney world sell gum which is why you'll never see any stuck on rides or sidewalks. Now, this is one of those ones that I went, oh, yeah. Didn't think of that, do you? No. You did, it, it, it never kind of crossed my mind until I saw it. I heard, saw that and thought, you're dead right. That is so true. But 
surely if you're a gum eater, you could bring gum in from the outside world and stick it on your right. doesn't encourage you, does it? No, mm. does it? Doesn't you're not going to have pockets full of gum, are you? No. <laughs> you'd, you'd never see me in the parks, have you? No, clearly, <laughs> clearly we haven't. No. But, yeah, it's a good point, that. Yeah, it's a very good point, I like that one. Uh, Chris, number three. Um, I think this is one we all know. Yeah. There are thousands of hidden Mickey Mouse heads throughout Disney World and the surrounding resorts. Where? 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 Everywhere. Hidden, I've never seen them, any of them. Hidden Mickeys. And, Alan, you've got a website that kind of highlights some of them, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a website, hiddenwdw.com. It's got loads of hidden stuff, including um, uh, Hidden Mickeys. If you really are, have not heard of Hidden Mickeys before, which I'll be surprised if, if many of you haven't, um, there is actually uh, books out there uh, to do with Hidden Mickeys. Uh, there's a, it's called the Hidden Mickeys Guide. And if you go over to the website... Um, I don't remember what the name of the website is now. I think um, it's Hidden Mickey Guy. Hidden Mickey Guy, yeah, that's right. Um, basically, a guy called Steve Barrett, and he has created um, several books to do with Hidden Mickeys. Uh, it's called HiddenMickeyGuy.com, and he has the Hidden Mickeys Field Guide, Walt Disney World, Disneyland Resort, and Cruise Lines. Um, and he's constantly finding new ones and, and uh, putting them up on his website and that sort of stuff. But I've got his book. It's pretty cool because you can go and, depending on the difficulty of what they are, depends on um, how many points you can get for finding them. So you could spend a whole day just looking for hidden Mickey's, which is cool. And I'm going to add this into this. Yeah. I'm going to put the link into our, our chat, so unfortunately that's not very good for podcasts. Yeah. But he has now been recognised with his own little hidden Mickey. Has he really? Mm. Yes. Um, I think it's over at the All-Stars Resort. I'm just ah. quickly scanning through this article. Um, I can't even find it now. Is um, in one of the... Yeah, it's the All-Stars Sports Resort. That's um, cool. There's a crowd scene which has got the guy, Steve Barrett, with his hat on, his glasses, holding his little hidden Mickey guidebook. And a little Mickey. And he's, he's now sort of going to be remembered for life on site. Everyone ever. Um, they do actually sell the books uh, on site as well. Yeah, they do, yes. Yeah, they do sell them in a lot of the shops. One, one of the few books that they do sell that's external. Yes, they do. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, number four, there is never a trash can more than 30 steps from where you are in Disney parks. And this one harks back to Walt Disney himself, who would... Uh, he looked at, basically... It was, there's kind of two stories about it. How many steps people took before they dropped litter, but also it was how many steps it took for him to eat a hot dog, apparently, is, is another way that it was looked at. And he said it took him 30 steps to eat a hot dog, therefore trash cans are 30 steps away from each other. It sort of makes sense in a way, doesn't it? Because if, if you're walking around your local town area... Yeah. I'm a bit sort of weird with this anyway, but if I had a, a bag of crisps um, and I'd finished the packet and there was nowhere to put it in a bin, I'd fold it up and put it in my pocket. Yeah. But you can imagine the inconvenience for people that they've got handfuls of food rubbish. Yeah. And if there's nowhere to get rid of it, like in a lot of town centres that don't have bins that regularly. No. It sort of, not necessarily encourages you to dump the rubbish in the streets, but some people would do that. Takes that option away from you, doesn't it? Yeah. If every sort of couple of metres there's a bin, yeah. it's an easier option to put it in the bin because that's what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Right, yeah, number five, true. Alan. This one is one we probably all know. Yeah, there's actually a secret suite inside Cinderella's castle. 
It can't be booked and it can only be used for promotional giveaways. Or unless you're Tom Cruise, you can get in there free. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is the one that was built for A Year of a Million Dreams. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And they gave it away to a family every night for a year. But this also sort of goes back to, a, like, an earlier rumour, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Be- because there always used to be a rumour that Walt Disney had a apartment in the castle. And he was apparently cryogenically frozen in there as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but he didn't have an apartment in there. But yes, he is cryogenically frozen. Uh, they did use the space as a, a telecommunications operations centre at one point. It was kind of like where the operators for the resorts would sit. Yeah. At the top of uh, the castle. And so they kind of they'd use that space, really. That wasn't yeah. one of the facts, actually, that you probably didn't know, but I've thrown it in there anyway. Yeah. But um, they've turned it in this suite and it looks fantastic. And, yeah, you yeah. know, if you fancied a nice romantic break for you and your wife, Adam. Yeah. Tough, you can't get it. No, I can't. Tough, I can look at it, but I can't get in. That's it. Uh, number six, Chris, I think is possibly my favourite one on the list. Yeah, definitely. Despite the fact that it's illegal, several people attempt to spread their ashes of their deceased on Disney rides every year. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> uh, from what I know, and no, I may be wrong, um, Pirates of the Caribbean is particularly uh, a particular favourite. Uh, for spreading ashes or attempting to I'm, spread ashes. I'm just thinking of going around Space Mountain and get all this dust in your face and you wonder what it is. That's the question. If you were to be spread on any ride, what would it be? <laughs> Carousel of Progress. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, just on the seats already. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, a, it's a family ride we love to do and we always do that last, so okay. I think that would be the one. Alan, what about you? I think Soarin'. When Soren's in full flight, you've got that wound <laughs> in your face. Chucking it into the screen as it's coming back at everyone, that'd be amazing. Um, although you won't get to see the, the enjoyment of that. No, well, you wouldn't, because you're dead anyway. Exactly. And you'd be <laughs> You have yeah. to think of that. Uh, I'd, I'd, it'd have to be Haunted Mansion for me. Just because it's my favourite attraction, and it's dusty enough for you to hide in there and no one notice. You've got a chance of lasting a while. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really back anything up in there, do they? So you'd be all right. That'd be an annoying thing when you've 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 done the deed. You've you've managed to get them all the way from the UK to America. You sprinkle it, and someone vacuums it up that night and chucks it in the uh, yeah, bin. Basically, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that you don't know though is when you go through that security check at the gates entrance, and you think that they're looking for guns, knives, and alcohol. Really, they're just looking for urns. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, so just urns. Check whether you've got any urns on you. Uh, number seven, then. 14 of the opening day attractions in the Magic Kingdom are still running. Um, Intermittently. And when I, I got tested on this, my wife tested me on how many I knew. And I got to about eight, I think, and then I started to struggle to remember some of them. So here are the 14 attractions still open. Uh, Country Bear Jamboree, Dumbo. Frontierland Shooting Arcade, can you believe I've included that one? Jungle Cruise, Mad Tea Party, Peter Pan's Flight, Prince Charming's Regal Carousel, Swiss Family Treehouse, The Hall of Presidents, The Haunted Mansion, Tomorrowland Speedway, Walt Disney World Railroad, The Walt Disney Enchanted Tiki Room, and It's a Small World. There you go. When you I'm, think about I'm it, you think that. Sorry, you would question that. Yeah, and I'm. Which one's not there? going to try. Keep, keep talking, because I'm going to do a bit of research on this one. I've got a feeling, for example, I don't think Country Bear Jamboree was open the first day. I think it... Yeah, I think it was. 
From what I remember, I'm pretty certain it was. But okay, that's cool. So you think you're gonna you're gonna question Country Bear Jamboree? I'm, I'm gonna try to anyway. You're gonna try to, okay? That's cool. Right, uh, to number eight. Then while he's doing that one, I'll take. Uh, oh, actually, do you want to do number eight while he's doing that one, Chris? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> at one point, the parking lots at Magic Kingdom were named after the six of the seven dwarfs. They were never named the one dock lot because they d- designers believe they'd be confused with a ferry dock. Well, that's a very good point. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd be confused. Do you? Um, I, I know I've parked my car in the car park, <laughs> not, well, yeah. not, not in the water. Yeah, but if you knew you were going to get the ferry from the dock and you saw that dock instead. Mm, I suppose, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that way around. Um, that's quite an interesting point. I quite like that one. Uh, any more news, Alan? Have you been proved wrong? He's come on the wrong website first. Yeah, he's, he's gone into his favourites, he's gone. That was a pop-up, and I've just got distracted, so... <laughs> so nothing. Like you had the sound down. Number nine, uh, <laughs> devices called smellitzers can be found all over the park and emit scents in certain areas to match surroundings. Now, I knew about this... Uh, because uh, I think people looked at me very strange when I stood outside the Main Street Bakery. That's it. Um, trying to smell those baked goods, and people were looking at me like I was some sort of weirdo. Well, if, if you go on one of the early Keys to the Kingdom tours, um, they stand you there, then switch on. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's only the because there's, there's two times. Yeah. And it's only the first one, because obviously the park isn't open yet at that time. Ah, very good point. I'd like to know how they make that smell. Um... Chemicals? Chemicals, yeah. yeah. So you got that. you got the salty sea air in parts of the Caribbean. You've got fresh citrus and you've got orange and all that sort of stuff in Soarin'. Uh, and then you've got the smell of falling Rome in uh, Spatial Perth. Oh, yeah. Did I have a smell, did it? What's that? Fallen Rome. Yeah, Rome, yeah. And have a sort dry. of r- rotten bodies and that yeah, sort of thing. quite a strong scent in, in falling Rome, yeah. Nice. Uh, right, did you manage to find out about... Uh, no, I actually um, got to a website and, well, a first turn up came up and it was um, tour and plans and it basically had them 14 items in that order oh, yeah. that you announced them all in. So I thought uh, they've probably just copied that, so I'll give up. <laughs> they must have clearly copied that, so that's right. Yeah. Right, do you want to do the next one then, Alan? Um, what number are we up to? Number 10. Ten. The coloured concrete walkways in the Magic Kingdom seem to correspond to each section, but they're actually coloured because Kodak and Disney did a study to find out what light reflecting off coloured concrete creates. This is like a tongue twister, more vivid photographs. Yeah. So basically, the colours of the ground give you a better photograph. Pretty much. So it's got now to do with the area that you're in. Now this was something that they taught us on the backstage magic tour. Uh, that um, the Kodak worked with Disney and they, they used the red pavement on Main Street as an example. Uh, and that they obviously chose it because it, it it's a contrast with the grass, which is supposed to make these more vivid, fantastic, amazing colours. In reality, there was a deal going on with red tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, but... Um, yeah, Pat, but Paddy came around and said, I can do red only. <laughs> that's, it's genuinely true. That genuinely is, is the case, and that's why you get all the coloured tarmacs and things like that. Um, number 11, then. The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh attraction replaced the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And you can see a painting of Mr. Toad handing the deed over to Mr. Owl in the line for the ride. Uh, I Now, I have managed to spot this probably one or two occasions. I look out for it. I probably, I probably don't actually look at the rest of the attractions. I'm too busy looking for this image. Uh, but there is, and there's also one of Pooh um, and Mole, Moley from uh, Mr. Toad uh, talking. Have you guys seen these? 
Um, only on the internet. I've never looked for them because I always forget. They're always on the floor. Ones on the, on the floor, so they're difficult to see. But I forget. I forget these sort of things until I get off the ride. Yeah, you have to the side and go. Oh, rubbish! <laughs> That's what I was going to do. Uh, number twelve, then, Chris. Uh, in front end, on Frontierland, you can see a wooden leg labelled Smith. Now, I didn't know this one. This is one that I've learned new. I, I love the idea of what it is. It's quite popular. It's quite kind of current at the minute as well. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, the reference to, in, in Mary Poppins, Bert says, I knew a man with a wooden leg named Smith. And Uncle Bert responds, Albert responds, what's his uh, other, what's the name of his other name? I just ruined that punchline, didn't yeah. I? Um, but I just love the fact that there's a wooden leg called Smith. Uh and it's just kind of heart back to, to Mary Poppins, which is cool. Uh, number 13, Alan, what we got? <laughs> you gave him all the good ones, I'll didn't you? all the good ones. I'll do it, shall I? If you look closely at the second-story windows near the Hall of Presidents, you will see two lanterns. They are referencing the line, one if by land and two if by sea, from the Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's poem, Paul Revere's Ride. There we go. Um, so that's quite an interesting one. I didn't. That's another one that I didn't know. Uh, yeah. Now, we talk about Disney and detail and all the hidden detail that they use for all the, st- the stuff they do in the parks. This is one of the ones that I think people just think, oh, that was a bit of a dodgy design decision. Are you back with us, Alan? Because he disappeared off. He's still gone. He's, still he's gone. Uh, busy. Can you believe it? And where he's gone. But, um, yes, this is actually very true. Uh, do you want to give us this one, uh, yeah, there's a brownish, a brownish winding path in Liberty Square is meant to represent raw sewage that's flowed down the street of a uh, somewhere in America. <laughs> Since indoor plumbing hasn't yet not been invented. I think it's genius. I don't think it's true though. I've never even noticed the, yeah, the path. The, the, the brown path that goes all the way through. And this is hey. the idea. It's basically representing turds. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, raw sewage. Um, can, you, can you imagine, though, that in, that in the plans? I think... OK, we've got a big expanse of um, red here. We're going to have a big sewage sludge. Yeah. But why wouldn't that happen? See, I wonder oh. they had a YTS boy putting the plumbing in and he just done it in a funny line and it leaks. They had to dig it up. <gasps> Mate. Yeah, I, I was thinking more along the lines of you could say that... The horses and carriages wore away the paving, so they put a no, different no, no, sort no. of paving there. No, this is genuinely what it was about. I promise you. <sighs> Sewage. Yeah, I, I, this is what I knew, and yeah, it's genuinely true. You don't like it, do you? No, no I'll take it. I'll accept it. You'll, don't you'll, like you'll, it. You'll accept it. You just don't like it. Okay. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's, it's. It's one of those details again that nobody will recognise. Nobody realises there, but the fact that. They've actually done it. Uh, I just think it's really impressive. I genuinely think it's really clever. Uh, but that's probably just me. You should see my drive. This is, is going to be a long show, and it? it's not. We're too we're too excited about these things. We we're on fifteen. It's true. Right, number fifteen. While most of the lawns at Disney parks are meticulously tended to, the lawn at the Haunted Mansion is left to grow out and die to match the mood of the ride. That one's fairly simple. We can move on from that. Uh, now, number sixteen. This is an interesting one that is here, but actually is incorrect. Mm. Correct. Which is number 16, Alan. Um, yeah, looking look for a wedding ring embedded in the concrete in line at the Haunted Mansion. It is said to belong to the hanging bride you see in the stretching room and attic scenes in the ride. 
Now, what's incorrect about it? <clears throat> the fact that it is not a wedding ring. It's an engagement ring. It's an engagement ring. ring. Well, there is that. But it's not that. Someone's nicked it? Go on, what is it? From, from what I understand of it is, it was a hole that a pole used to slot into, and it was cut off at ground level, and it looks like a ring, but really it is a... No, no, no. Huge... No, it's genuinely a ring. It's not a ring. It just doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I've got it. I'm wearing it now, yeah. No, it's... Someone's hungry it, over. Um... It, it genuinely isn't there anymore. It's been removed. It's a shame, because I think it's quite a nice little touch. Anyway, well, I imagine it's how I've admitted it. It was part of the storyline. Well, I, I thought from that it was one of those urban legends. No, no, no. No, it's, it's genuinely and true. It, it used to be that they'd put, like, a pole in the ground to divert to queue or something like that. No, no, no it's definitely the ring, I promise. Um, no, I, I wish I'd have seen this before I put uh, something out on Facebook the other day. Uh, which is, Toy Story characters used to drop to the ground when guests yelled, Andy's coming, but the practice has been discontinued for safety reasons. Because yeah. I'd heard about this, and I didn't know whether it was true, and then I discovered it wasn't true. I just, I, I want to do this. I want them to do it. <laughs> but Jean. how annoying would that be, though? I would be annoying, yeah. Oh, just, imagine how long the queue would be. I'd spend all day just standing there going, Andy's coming! They get up and it's coming and just be there all day. That'd be it. And somewhere after, it's got me out of the Because one's one person does it in the queue. Everyone's going to be doing it. Yeah, that's true. They? I still yeah. think it's a, it's a clever idea, though. The fact that they again thought about that little detail, but health and safety stopped doing it. Um, Chris, eighteen. It took an act of Congress to install the President's Seal in the Hall of Presidents attraction. Uh, only three seals, one in the Oval Office, one in the Hall, contained the Liberty Bell, and the one in the Hall of Presidents. There you go. I never believed that. No, that's true. That's another one that they told us on the Backstage Magic Tour, that they actually had to have an act of Congress to have the presidential seal in there. It's one of the very few locations outside of of governmental Government. buildings, yeah, of which wow. it's actually in. That is genuinely true, one hundred percent true. Things you learn on Disney Brits. You learn on Disney Brits. See, even yeah. you're learning something. I've got to say, also that that presidential seal in in, in the rug. Yeah, it's a very luxurious rug, it that is isn't it? A very luxurious rug. No one has stood on that rug ever. You can just imagine it in the middle of your floor with the coffee table yeah. on and the dog sitting by the side. That's true. She's probably going to get me ejected from the country when I get there next. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed in now. This, their luxury rug. Uh, Chris, number 19. Um, there's a, I'm sorry, a galactic communication network phone in Tomorrowland that plays messages from around the galaxy. Have you listened to this? No, no, I've never thought about it. Alan? I have never listened to it either. I've seen it, but I've never gone up to it and well, put it to my ear on. I've got some good news for you. What? Take a listen. You... It's on, it's on. Hello, and thank you for calling the Intergalactic Movie Line, Tomorrowland's direct link to worlds of entertainment. Now playing at the Solar System Cineplex, Attack of the 50-Foot Earthling, presented in Cosmos. Cosmos. Presented in what? You have reached the Psychic Robots Network. We knew you'd be calling. Please deposit 25 quarks for the first minute, 15 quarks for each additional minute. 
They're in your left pocket. Thank you. There you go. So there's loads of them that play as you go around. As you, oh, look out for that. Yeah, look out for that. It's good. So that's well worth looking out for. You could be stood there for ages listening to them. I think I don't know how long they go on for, but um, we do look a, out for that. Be a queue of now of people going up to it. <laughs> yeah, people queuing for this new attraction, uh, which is the telephone box. Just to be honest, I think I've been looking at a different phone box anyway. <laughs> One actual phone box. Yeah. Yeah, ringing me up. I've been listening to it, and you get the dial and tone, and then you've got to put your money in. Yeah. And you ring your mum. Ah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. what it is. That's not, that's not a Tomorrowland one, that. That's just a normal one. Uh, number 20, then. Uh, the futuristic palm trees in Tomorrowland actually fold up at dusk and unfold at dawn. <laughs> I didn't know if this was real or not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, they were designed to be kind of shade covering for uh for the sun uh, they do actually uh, open and close during the day to to create extra shade for people who are in the parks oh, fair i enough. think they're pretty I, I love them tomorrowland at night when it's got all the colored lights on it does yeah. look absolutely yeah, it does look yeah, it good does. doesn't it so yeah that is true they do close mm. i'm gonna double check on that one it's just gonna stand and watch yeah, I'll get there early. Uh, he, he would do, Adam, but he's still not booked. Oh, that's true. He's still not booked, have you? We're, we're looking into it now. Oh, yeah. For this summer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This no, summer? not this summer. Oh. oh. Next summer. Well, that's no good. We're going this we're, summer. We're all, we're all going this summer. You see, Adam, though, you're you're DBC member anyway, so you're going to be there next summer no, and the summer really after and the thing. summer after that. Uh, maybe exactly the same place Uh, exactly the same room exactly the same place yeah Um, number 21 Chris Epcot was originally designed to be a model community and a home to 20,000 residents Uh, you can still see the uh, basically the the model of it was uh, (laughs) half guy from Walt Disney's vision um, on the uh, people mover there you go uh, which we all knew about that, Epcot. Yeah, we all know about that one. Uh, uh, Spare a prototype community of tomorrow. So we can move on. That's good. Number 22, Alan. <laughs> there is a secret basketball court for staff in the upper third of the Matterhorn ride at Disneyland. There is, yes. I've That's... seen this one on TV. Yes, it, it was. There was a sort of like secret Disney secrets thing, wasn't there? And they but, did actually That's right, yeah. It. When it says there's a secret basketball court, yeah. is it not there's a basketball basket yeah it's a, a <laughs> it's very a it's, it's kind of like it? a quarter or a third of a court there's a basket net and stuff up there oh. where you can go in but it's basically yeah. i think it, it, the, there was a stairway and that's used for a nighttime show and it still is but it was um so they put a court in there as well so they could throw baskets and stuff which was pretty cool that's a little bit different ah well tinkerbell used to play off the top of the matterhorn yes that's right uh, number 23, the World Showcase at Epcot may seem full, but there's actually room for eight additional countries. Uh, apparently, there is space for one between Mexico and Norway, two between China and Germany, one between Germany and Italy, uh, one between Japan and Morocco, one between Morocco and France, uh, one between France, well, the International Gateway and UK, and one between the UK and Canada. So this is something I'd like to see, uh, you know, the next big thing at Disney is they're going to fill this up. Yeah, well, they had plans to do it in the first place, um, and then things changed, because we move on to fact number 24, Alan. In the 1982 book, Epcot Center, a, pictic- a pictorial, pictorial souvenir, it lists Israel, 
Africa. Africa. <laughs> and Spain as potential pavilions coming coming soon in the future. Yeah, it does. Um, and there's actually pictures of them as well because I've got the brochure. I wonder what's happened with Israel. I don't know. It was a strange one, there, isn't it? Because yeah. from what I understand, was the the host countries, did they not contribute towards yeah, the... Yeah, that was part of what it was, wasn't it? That they installation of it. it. Yeah. Uh, Israel were part of the Millennium Village, if I remember rightly. As was Spain. Um, for that particular year. For the 2000. That was a weird um, Because if I... I think Israel, I'm sure... I'm going to... While we're talking about this, I'm going to have to check on this. Israel had a simulator ride. What? In Israel or in Disney? Uh, in Disney. Um, because I, I remember being on it. Um, I'm sure Israel had a simulator. Yeah, we did. It did. So, I was, was going to say, Skegness has got a simulator, but they're not there. No, no, no it's, it's definitely was. And I found it on here as well. Israel simulator. In the, in the village. Millennium village. I thought it had. I didn't think I was losing the plot. Well, I probably am losing the plot, but. <laughs> I don't think that qualifies as not losing the plot. To be fair, the the Africa installation actually got better when it went to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, cost them a lot more money. Yeah, but then they did have true. to do two band aids. <laughs> <laughs> you think they take some of the restaurants out of a, you know Animal Kingdom and put them over there, help them? Yeah, all this money, surely they'd be able to build a McDonald's or something by now. Well, well this this book in 1982, you know, band aid wasn't until 1984, so. They didn't, like. they didn't know what it was going to be like. They didn't know it was going to be like. Obviously, that is a load of rubbish. It's not real. Yeah, no, that's, that isn't a fact. Oh, we've, made, we've actually just made that bit up. Uh, right. On to fact number 25. Uh, is this Alan? Chris? Who is it? Chris? It's me. Chris. In, in the United Kingdom Pavilion, the Rose and Crown got its name from the two most common words found in pub names in the UK. There you go. That's not so simple. We don't really need to explain that one, do we? Red and lion. Red and lion, yes. Queen's legs. Um, <laughs> number, number 26. The massive castle structure behind the German pavilion at Epcot was meant to house a boat ride that simulated a trip down the river, down the Rhine River. And I've just mm. noticed something on this. There's a photograph on this website. Yeah. Which shows, like, a water tower in the top of this yeah, castle. Yeah, another one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't think all the water for the river boat ride would have come from that small... No, no, because it looks a little bit too small, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that... That probably supplies the fountain. Yeah, probably <laughs> does. Uh, but, yeah, that is, that is dead true. They were going to build a, a, a boat ride, uh, but it never happened. Is there, is there plenty of space in there? Yeah, the gym, massive yeah. amount of space. Again... I should I, imagine I, there's enough space go, for a boat ride. I go back to that backstage magic tour again, but um, they actually get you get the chance to travel around the back of Epcot, around the sort of service road, around the back of the World Showcase, and you'll be amazed at the amount of space there is around there. It's phenomenal just how much space there is. It's, it's fascinating that everyone's paying money to go on these tours, to go around and see the, the workings of yeah. Disney World. Yeah, I'm going to start charging people a fiver, and I'll drive them around the back lane of my workshop, and I'll show them the space behind my workshop. There you go, do it. I've heard it's more expensive to go down the back lane at night. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> number the twenty-seven, tips. Alan. <laughs> the Alan aquarium. Told me twice. <laughs> the aquarium in the seas is so large that Spaceship Earth sphere, that Spaceship Earth's sphere, can fit inside it. There you go. That's, it is a massive aquarium, though. Let's be fair. It is huge. I, I think at one point it was the world's largest. 
Was it? So I, I didn't think. Quick one. Did you see uh, in the news recently that uh, there's a guest on top of Spaceship Earth there recently? There was a guest? Climbed, climbed up. Really? I didn't see yeah. that. I missed that one. Oh, there you go. I saw some, um, a couple of photos of a person with a light. But I didn't see the actual guest. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, number 28. You can see a dragon on the signs for Animal Kingdom and a dragon's head hanging from above the front gates. They were there to represent a scrapped area called Beastly Kingdom, which was going to be dedicated to mythical animals. There you go. That Shame, really. Um, they wouldn't but be able now it's for Pandora. Yeah, but I'll just the, paint the dragon blue. Well, they wouldn't have been able to have built it anyway. Built it anyway because half the Imagineers who came up with the ideas uh, disappeared off to Universal, and half of it appeared in Universal. So, like dueling dragons in Universal was initially a, a similar concept to that was for Beast of Kingdom. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, Twenty nine, Chris. Uh, on the dinosaur ride in the Animal Kingdom, there are three pipes in the queuing area with which chemicals or formulas are printed on them. The formulas on the pipes are for ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise. That's <laughs> <laughs> a strange one, isn't it? It is a strange one, but I quite like the fact that it's there. It was originally, I think, to do with the fact that McDonald's sponsored the ride, if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah, it does say here. Pipes yeah. are left over from the original McDonald's sponsorship of the ride. But yeah, yeah, they, they genuinely had the chemical uh, compounds of. <laughs> ketchup mustard and when, when you say the chemical compound of it yeah like say for example if, if i chopped an, if i chopped a lemon in half yeah what is the chemical symbol of lemon juice uh, it just says citrus limon which on that's so for um for mayonnaise it was glycine soja ove ch3c00h h2o nacl a couple of others that I can't see. <laughs> the, behind the wire. Uh, wires, and then citrus limon at the end. So do you see it? You've got water and salt in them. Yeah. Water, salt, and... Uh, I don't know what CHH is. I have no idea. CH3. But um, it's still cool. I still like it. Uh, number 30, Alan. 30. The 14-storey tree of life in the middle of the animal kingdom is actually an old oil rig. Rubbish. You don't think that's true? I think oh, that's rubbish. Okay. You think that's you think that's rubbish? I because it says that, that this fact is that it's actually an old oil rig. I believe that it, the structure was based upon an oil rig. Yeah, it, it utilizes the uh, the, base the, the technology or the design. Yeah. Yes, not. It, I think yeah, probably the way they've worded it's probably not the best. But yeah, basically they utilized an, a, a, an oil rig um, to build. The structure because it would be hurricane windproof, you name it, all that sort of stuff. Except the little branches will fall off. Fell off yeah. Except the bit that fell off. Yeah, well, that, you don't have branches on an oil rig, do you? <laughs> no, that's no, true. No. So they yeah. didn't factor into it the leaves? No. Like mini sails. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, so there we go. That's an interesting one about Animal Kingdom. 31. The aeroplane in the Casablanca scene in the Great Movie Ride is actually at the front half of the crashed aeroplane in the Jungle Cruise Ride. <laughs> There you go. True. That is true. Nice little, nice little fact, isn't it? Nice little fact. I like that, yeah. The fact that you can see one half and one and one half and the other. Uh, staying with the great movie ride, number 32. Uh, Chris? If you look at the uh, closely at the hieroglyphics in the Indiana Jones section of the movie ride, you'll see uh, Mickey and Donald and C-3PO and R2-D2. There you go. They do appear in the hieroglyphics. I've managed to see Mickey and Donald. I must admit, I'm still struggling to find C-P-3, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. 
I've still not physically seen it in person. There's probably more to find as well, isn't there? Uh, possibly. But that, that's the one I've never found. Um, I've always tried, but I've never found. Um, and then, Alan, the last one on our list, number 33. The lobby and queuing area of the Tower of Terror ride is full of hidden Twilight Zone references, such as Burgess Meredith's Broken Glasses and a book with alien script that has been translated to serve man. There you go. Fair enough. How much it's the most, probably the most disappointing last one. Uh, yeah, I think, you think that's a better one, wouldn't you? I know that the Disneyland Paris Tower of Terror had got loads of secrets in it. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing it'll be similar. How would you know you'd never go uh, on it? Let me. Uh, can I give you a little bit of a, a, another hidden secret as well about it? So um, it's 34 then? That's... Yeah, this is number 34. Um, there is actually on, I think it's on the bar in the um, main sort of lobby as you go in uh, to the Tower of Terror. They um, were in there sticking down um, glasses and bottles and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and some imagineer or one of the contractors or whatever went over to stick down the the different glasses and somebody basically put a glass down or put something down that doesn't fit. I can't remember what it is. Uh, and basically someone came along and went, oh, I'll just stick that down as well. Stuck the whole lot down. And there's actually something stuck on the bar in the Tower of Terror that shouldn't be there, but it was stuck down by somebody by accident and now they can't get it up. <laughs> It's yeah, like a fast pass. There's a fact. It's not a fact. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. It was an iPod? No, no, like, it's, it kind of fits in with the same style as everything else, but it's the wrong era. Hmm. So that's a, that's a spot to find. That, that gives me a reason to go on the ride, although I still won't. You, have you actually never been on it? Never been on it. You win. He's a letdown. I like the idea of the ride. I like the idea of the... The story build-up and the, the, the ins and outs of the, sh- the curtain, the curtain, the lift in the lift shaft. The only bit which I don't like is the, the downward motion. <laughs> what, the ride? Yeah, so that's the whole idea of it? Yeah, that's well, the whole idea of it. I'll, I'll be happy to do the whole ride, get to the top, and yeah, then go I'll, down the stairs. Yeah, whatever you want. I don't think it works like that. No, it doesn't work like that. That they right. should do it. Well, that's all of um, our 33 things you may not have known. If you you know of any, please send them in, because we're always continually interested in all of this sort of detail and all this sort of stuff. You know, it's one of the things that, as, as, as Disney fans, really get excited about. I know it's quite sad, but, you know, how everything works and things. <laughs> that's like. also extra things to look out for, isn't it? Just yeah, a bit of interest. Is. Yeah, it is. Definitely about extra things to look out for and things to look at. You know, we, we had... Um, we had uh, the, did. the other week when you did the audio with, and I've forgotten his name, it's completely gone from my head. Jim Corcus. Jim Corcus, that's the one. How did I forget Jim Corcus? Poor old Jim. Um, and he was doing the Alan? rope with you, uh, Alan, at, uh, yeah. at, at Hollywood Studio. Echo Lake. Um, so, you know, and these little things, send them in, and we'll, we'll kind of uh, we'll read them out on air uh, because they're genuinely some really interesting little things. And those 33 things there are just a small number. Um, we can think of probably hundreds and hundreds more that you may not know about that we can probably share with you over the time. So do send them in, radio at disneybook.com, and we can take a look at those, which will be pretty good. And these are obviously very much heavily Walt Disney World-based, but I'm going to take a quick plug in here for a book by our friend Russell Floors who's done a book called Seen Unseen Disneyland. Yes, he has, yeah. yeah, yeah. Photographs of loads of different things to spot in Disney, um, Disneyland, California. Yeah. Which is 
exactly what we're talking yeah. about, but for the other parks. Indeed. And if you want a signed copy of it, I'll do it for £200. <laughs> <laughs> and if your name's Sorry. Jamie, that's even better, because that's what I'll say. Happy Christmas, Jamie, in the front. There you go, brilliant <laughs> stuff. Right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we're back, we're, Steve Docker is going to be joining us as we talk a little bit about Sana. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Discover the wonders of Epcot. There's Adam playing guitar again in his bedroom. Carefully what don't is that music? It's from Food Rocks. We had this conversation last time. <laughs> I, just, I just don't associate it with food. I, I, don't, I don't even get the food connection. What do you do when you get hungry? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I thought it was Top Gear. No, it's not Top Gear. <laughs> That's not Top Gear. <laughs> uh, anyway, you haven't been introduced. You're not allowed to speak yet. Alan, anyway, Sorry. you're supposed to be doing this. Right, okay. Um, we've got Steve Dockery with us here. Hello. Hi, Steve. <laughs> I'm just going to eat sweets. You can talk now, Steve. <laughs> oh, thank you. Right, okay. <laughs> we have rules, Steve. Rules. <laughs> Rules and regulations, otherwise we get kicked off air. I'll try and follow them then. Well, we don't, <laughs> so you'd be the first. Yeah. Can't believe Adam's eating while we're doing this as well. Even nice. Anyway. Um, so, right, we always have a section on food in the podcast, and we've come back into the new year, and we're going to be hitting it hard with foodie, foodie, foodie. What have you thought about then? You've not thought about this uh, little intro, have you? No, because whenever I'm at Jambo House, what I like to do is go along to the Kidani village and eat somewhere else. You've just got... Jumbo House is a play, different place to Kidani village, you... Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can, you can walk there. <laughs> you can walk the most places. So when you go to the Animal Kingdom got. Lodge... <laughs> have you been to the Animal Kingdom uh, Lodge? It's nice. Yeah, it's... Um, so, the Kidani village is the, the DVC section of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah, apparently so. And they've got a good restaurant there called... I call it Sana. Steve, what do you call it? I thought it was Santa. You know, could be right. I don't know. Adam, what do you say it is? Probably one of them. Sana. Was that a combination of the both? Yeah, it's. If I was reading it, I'd probably say Sally. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's Top Gear. Oh, okay. There we go. (laughs) What's the same song? So musically educated. It's not the same band, is it? No. Okay. Um, so anyway, Steve's going to come and talk to us about Sana and when he went there in the last vacation he was over there. Um, what sort of what, what what was the restaurant like for us to start off with? It was very nice. It's like sort of Indian food, right? But it's something you can't tend to get in America too much, isn't it? They're not like we're used to in the UK. No, yeah, no, it's popular, isn't it? 
Um, but it's probably the closest I've had to some of the um, sort of Indian food now that we have in the UK, in Disney, really. I'll, I'll totally agree with you there, because I've, I've been to Sauna two or three times now, and it, it is what we can compare to as our Indian restaurants. Yeah, I would um, say so. Nan breads, poppadoms, all that sort of stuff. Although they serve it in a sort of different, slightly different style. Yeah, I thought they bring right to your table and you eat them. Well, you know, you know. Right. If we, well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the Indian restaurant at my place. See, you can talk about um, Sana, but yeah, if, sorry, are we comp- are we comparing a high-end Disney restaurant to a local <laughs> takeaway around the corner from your house? Well, first of all, it's served in a plastic bag. <laughs> Re- proper Indian serving uh, paper. I was only half listening to that. I was trying to find some music to fit the theme, and the only thing I found was this, which is India. No. Uh, so I was only kind in, of half Indian Jones. Yeah, Indian. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so um, yours comes in a plastic bag, right? But anyway, we, we would have poppadoms and nan breads as side dishes, whereas at Sana they tend to do it as a main meal. Well, I do. Um like a bread sampler, don't they? Yes, but you have all do. different uh, poppadoms and flatbreads, naan breads, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. Dips. Looking at them, you've got traditional naan, garlic, ginger naan, spice naan, onion, kucha, or poppadom. Three choices of accompaniments, red chilli, sambal, cucumber, rata, uh, coriander chutney, mango chutney, coconut chutney, garlic pickle, spice jalapeno, lime pickle, roasted bell pepper, hummus, and tamarind chutney. Firstly... No mango chutney. Oh, the mango chutney's on there. Um, no cheese naan. Where's that? What's going cheese naan's the best. Where is it? There's no cheese naan. So that's what I... That's no good. I'll take, take my own cheese. <laughs> <laughs> take your own just sprinkled cheese on... Ah, to be honest, it's just stringy. It's just melted cheese, isn't it? You know, that, like, melted, goopy... I was going to say, it's spray-on cheese, usually, isn't it? Spray-on cheese. It is spray-on cheese quite often, yeah. I think you're right. Spray and cheese might be correct. Did, did you have the um, bread sampler? I did. I had that instead of um, having an appetizer. I'm just right, trying okay. to look at the menu here. I've got the so, menu up here at the moment. Pardon, sorry, Adam? I've got the menu up here at the moment. You've had the Indian bread service as your appetizer. Yes. Um, and what did you have? Did we were, were you by yourself or did you have company with you? I'm uh, I'm not eating by myself. Um, I've I've taken uh, well I'm not taking Harry obviously. He's no, um, not no, a fan of curries. Four and a half thousand miles would be too far. Yeah, he did, to be honest, by the time we get back, the curry would be too cold. Tomato <laughs> soup with paneer cheese—that's an interesting one. No, okay. So there's, let's say whenever I go to a curry house, there's normally a group of us that go. So there's a big group of us gone for a curry. How you going? Right. But, but, but Steve, I'm talking Steve. Who's Steve? Were you, were you back? Yeah, me. Just you by yourself. Oh, yeah, what, the bread dish? No, did you go with someone to the curry restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, I went with Katie. I was going to say. I'm so, sure did he ask for a table for one or a table for two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't tend to do tables for one, do I? I tried that before and you just have to end up with a table for two. Yeah, just pretend there's two of you. Um, you get, it gives you something to put your feet on as well if you've got two seats. That's true. Um, anyway, what was the idea of that question? We've got to it, and Steve did take sorry, it. Steve's had a slice of bread for his starter. I'm just hoping for something else. <laughs> what, what did Katie have? Well, 
Um, I think she, I think she had the soup. There you go. With paneer cheese. Oh, I'll be Katie. I had the tomato <laughs> soup with paneer cheese. Yes, yes, I think he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Typical, I've got a drama teacher in this group. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, what and I, I, I had the, um, the Durban chicken and... I'm trying to remember which the other one was now. I think it was the Durban chicken and the Durban shrimp I went with. I've got some bad news for you. Yeah. What's that? There's, there's no Durban chicken or Durban shrimp anymore. It's just tandoori <laughs> chicken and tandoori shrimp. They've done away with it. Yeah. I, I, I can see, I can see in my menu spicy Durban chicken or shrimp. So the bad yeah, news is you have one or the other. Ah. Which menu have you got? Um, which one is it? October 2013. Ah, you see, I've got the official Disney one up. <laughs> see, that's, <laughs> that's just wrong. I feel bad because I can't even be bothered to get a menu up. It's only like one thing at the Indian. <laughs> Steve, you've been to the Indian with me because you, you live near me. Did they yeah. have chicken tikka dry or not? Well, I didn't have it, so it says no. they have tandoori chicken. So tandoori it's probably chicken, the same yeah. No, that's different. It's t- <laughs> well, yeah, clearly it's different, but no, they didn't. Oh, I ain't going there then. No good. No. Nope. I, like I like to make it into a kebab with the numbers. There is. Um, so that's oh, they've got the spicy Durban chicken. I lie. I found it. It is, you know. It's in a slow-cooked gravy, simple and well-seasoned dinner. They have yes. got a, a butter chicken in there as well. And they've got a bison, a bison masala. I had the butter chicken and the spicy Durban chicken. I didn't have the shrimp. Right, okay. <laughs> that bison masala, that sounds good. Does that just mean beef? Yeah, but it's just a slightly posher way of saying it, isn't it? Yeah, the beef short ribs are a bit boring, apparently. Well, they're a bit English, aren't they? Yeah, you can get a grilled New York strip though if you really want to. If you really want to go for it, something just plain and English. It does come with Indian-style roasted potatoes. Do they have an omelette? No, there's no <laughs> omelette. No. <laughs> always have omelette and chips on the Indian restaurant menu. No, I have, I have been with someone once who said, "Oh, I don't like any of that stuff. Can I have chicken nugget and chips?" And that's what they had. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. So just, just to encourage and we put all the spicy stuff in the middle in his drink. <laughs> <laughs> if we knew he'd like it. So you re- are you recommending this place, Steve? I am, yeah. It was, it was very nice. The setting was nice. And um, the desserts were very nice as well. They do like a trio where you yeah. get to try a bit of everything. They look good. <laughs> so, oh, I like, love trios. Tanzania and chocolate then... mousse and coconut cheesecake and chai cream. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and then, of course, on the way out, I stopped in the shop and brought some zebra domes as well. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, because I've got them over because it's, 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 it's DBC. That's right, yeah. It is. Did, you, yeah. did you get a hot, a hot cloth? <laughs> <laughs> That's standard world over, isn't it? Presented in a small <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> With a squirt of Jif lemon on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like the ones in the packet because you think you've got a treat coming up, then you oh, no, no, it's one of them. That's Can't eat it. <laughs> no. The Indian-style bread pudding sounds good. I've got a feeling I had that. Um, but then the warm, the banana kulfi sundae, that could be good. Or the bamboo I had, rice I had pudding. to add the trio just to try the chai cream. If I could just eat all of them, quite happily. The, the, the what cream? Is that like what we've had uh, before? Um, no, cream. no. I'm thinking of um, rice cream on there. That's it, it wasn't yeah. like that. Rice pudding. Rice cream yeah. from uh, Akashis. Oh, okay, yeah. 
I managed to get two last time I was there. Nice. I'm just looking at around the kids' menu. They're actually doing... Um, they do, like, a tandoori chicken pot pie, which is quite cool. Like the fact that they actually do some uh, a sort of a slightly Indian twist on yeah. the kids' food. Oh, that's good. That actually sounds quite nice. They should do that yeah. in the main menu. That's what I was thinking. Tandoori chicken, green peas, carrots, potatoes, oh, and gravy peas. with pastry crust. Who would eight, want peas in there? I'll do. Nah. But was the restaurant busy when you were there? It wasn't that busy, no. And we ended up sat next to a couple of cast members who were sat there slagging their bosses off. <laughs> it's quite funny. Nice. Not and bad, then. Couldn't you get a recording of that, but, Steve? But we had um, a couple one side that seemed to be talking about problems, of, uh, cast members with problems in the parks. Right. And then we had people the other side that were cast members as well. So whether it was one of these common places that they go to slag their bosses off, I don't know. But. Quite clearly, you, is you're the only person who didn't live there, Steve. Like the rest, all live and work there. That's right, because DVC. Ah, that's <laughs> where I'm going wrong then. That's it. But I think what's well, I'll say that again with the location of it because it's so far away from the rest of the resorts, the whole Walt Disney World. I think that's what puts people off going there. It's not that far though, is it? <sighs> it's not the easiest place to get to though. It's like if you, if you look at the Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom sort of the, the bottom left-hand corner yeah. of Disney World, you've got the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is a little bit further on, yeah. and then right at the far end of that road, you've got Kadani yeah. Village. Yeah, I mean, I was staying at Art of Animation, so it wasn't that far away, I suppose, but I always have a car, so, oh, so it's easy nothing on property is more than about 10, 15 minutes drive away, is it? Because the thing is, with, if you're staying up towards Magic Kingdom way, that's a long trek for dinner. Uh, especially if you're staying in one of the hotels and you haven't got a car, you've got to make that journey to somewhere like downtown Disney and from there to Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's a yeah. right old track. So that's the, that's the one they recommend the hour and a half for, is it, yeah. when you book an ADR? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did, um, when we were at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, we stopped, we went for the um, Ohana for breakfast. And we had, like, a very early reservation. Yeah. And luckily, because you, you messed up time-wise been from the UK when you get over on the first day. Yeah. It was like a crazy bus journey across there. Oh, it's taken me two hours to get from the Contemporary Resort to Blizzard Beach. That was the middle of the day. So I'm pleased to say I've never been without a car. Are you all right? So all these journeys are easy. <laughs> How did you get into the um, Kadani village with your car? Through the gate. Just showing the ID on the gate. <laughs> drove in and said I'm coming for dinner yeah. and they went alright yeah. that's it and they're just no, in, just like that. I mean it's the first time I've stayed yeah. on site and they were quite happy when they see the parking permit for Art of Animation you just told them what you were doing and yeah they just let me straight in yeah it's usually pretty good yeah I've been to a, I've been to a few hotels for meals and they've never asked the confirmation they've just asked to see a bit of ID and that's it yeah which is lucky, really, because I was just parked there for the day. No, 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 I wouldn't. <laughs> I, wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Oh. Type the money under the windscreen wiper. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard that, Adam? No, what's that? Uh, one, one time we went for a meal somewhere, and Steve was following the car behind. Yeah. And we're trying to get into the Magic Kingdom car park. We just followed this road, and it brought us to the wrong side of the toll gates. Oops. So, so we hadn't paid. We didn't know how we'd done it. We are in there. Um, Steve was very concerned. He wanted to leave the money under the windscreen wiper. <laughs> no, I didn't that was when you used to have the, like, the bits of card with the Disney character on it. And I was trying to find one similar to what someone else had so I could like try and hide it in the windscreen. 
I did explain to him that I'm certain that someone would pick the money up, but they probably wouldn't work for Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> well, uh, is that all, all of our stuff for food for this week? Yeah, and car parking. And car parking. <laughs> yeah. After your meal, did you go out and have a look at the Savannah View? I didn't know because I I knew I had to go and find some zebra domes, and then we went back to the room. I forgot. <laughs> so what, one of the what, one of the other main draws about that place, and you missed out on it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was food, wasn't it? That's yeah. what it was all about. Not going to see the animals or what I you're doing. I don't go for the view anyway. I'll go for the dinner. <laughs> I like I like a good view. Um, when we went to sauna, we ate at the meal, went outside with the, um, our daughter, and if you talk Cho- to some of the cast chose members... You, chose which one you're going to eat, or have that one? Yeah. yeah. I'll have a giraffe <laughs> yes. steak, please. The, the, the big crate comes down. Um, but yeah, the, the cast members know all about the animals, tell you what's going on, Yeah. and um, you tend to get bitten alive by mosquitoes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's why I'm eating a lot by mosquitoes. Yeah. So you become the food. <laughs> it's a circle of life, you know. <laughs> right, well, that's all of the stuff then for our food, and that's really the end of the show, which means it's end of show music. There you go, the new one. No one's complained about it, so I'm going to keep it for now. Um, I was going to say you've put the wrong stuff on. No, 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 I'm going to keep it. No one's had ammonia, so that's fine. Well, uh, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you, Steve, for joining us for this show. And uh, that brings us to the end. Uh, don't forget, you can, of course, head over to Disney Brit. Dot com. You can find out all the latest news, info, etc. over there with everything that's going on with Disney World, Disneyland Paris, all that sort of stuff. Don't forget you can uh, like our Facebook and add comments on there. You can tweet us at Disney Brit. And of course you can email us radio at disneybrit.com don't forget to review us on iTunes if you come into Mouse Meets you want to know anything about Mouse Meets mousemeets.co.uk with the email address mousemeets at disneybrit.com and of course if you want to contact us for anything at all you can contact us on our UK phone number 0121 288 2748 well I think that's pretty much it I'm, I'm so, going to add something in go on, quickly. what are you going to add we went to see um, Frozen again for the yeah. second time Stayed until the end because I heard there was a little bit extra after the credits. Yeah. Five minutes what? of credits. Everyone had left the theatre. It was just us. The people cleaned up around us. Yeah. Three seconds of animation. Oh, there you go. Three seconds of animation. What more do you want? I've right. not got that on my version. <laughs> that, prob- that three seconds probably took a week, Alan, to make. That's probably true as well. <laughs> right. Thank you for joining us. We will see you in two weeks' time for another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. See you then. Everybody, <laughs> that was swell.